0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm
1: podcast network.
2: Serving spiritual seekers around the world, Unity Online Radio. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes.
1: Welcome everyone, I'm glad like myself that you're choosing to move from a good to amazing life. I'm sure you're finding just like me that it's it's a daily decision that we make that we could just have ordinary or we could be in the extraordinary. I have been doing this show for over a year now, and I want to thank all of you for being full participants and for spreading the word of these wonderful positive messages of Unity Online Radio, the voice for the awakening world. I'm so honored that today my guest is Doug Holtzmeyer. He is the author of a leading-edge book entitled, You Are God's Best Idea. Now, that's about as powerful as it can get as far as accepting that you have an amazing life. Welcome, Doug. I'm so glad that you're on the show today.
3: Well, thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I've been following you and you've been following me on Twitter for, I think, a, a couple, maybe three years now. So I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that we've been able to connect in this way.
1: We just tweet, 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 you know. like <laughs> It's such a wonderful thing, this social media, isn't it? I remember a time that probably many of us thought, what are we going to do with that? But now we couldn't imagine uh, doing without it. And I'm thrilled that, you know, I've had an opportunity to know about you and, and the work that, that you're doing. How did you um, come into the awareness of this book was something that had to be done, and that you were the one to do it.
3: Well, um, you—you know—you allow. You basically tell the universe what it is that the universe wants from you, and uh, and, and then you'll be led. And I think I did that. Uh, had been doing that unconsciously for years. I've been one of those people that you run across called a seeker. I've always been seeking truth. Uh, from from uh, from age four or five, I remember questioning what was what I was being told. Um, you know, and I was brought up in one of those traditional um, faiths with lots of uh, pomp and circumstances and and whatnot, and, and just what they were telling me about who I was, I, I just rejected when they told me I had original sin, I was a sinner, <laughs> I was thinking, I'm four years old. I don't think I've done anything yet. Um, <laughs> I love so that. I, I knew, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew, you know, I don't know. I, I wish everyone was that way, and maybe they are, and they just don't think about it. But, you know, when somebody tells you something that you just know cannot be true, um, and I just had that... Intuitive. Maybe that was spirit speaking to me even then, saying no, 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 no. Uh, you know, whatever they tell you, whatever sounds true to you, use it. Whatever doesn't, you know, discard. And that really you should always do, uh, no matter who's speaking to you. So, you know, I had that kind of thing going on my whole life, and I was, you know, I kind of left that church. Um, you know, I just didn't attend it anymore, and. Well, went into radio in nineteen seventy nine and uh, all the way through 2010 I was a air personality and a program director and fairly successful at doing that considered you know at the top of uh, of the game um, but I, I even with that success i there was always something missing there was always something that it was like, this. there's this got to be a little something more than saying, you know, Mix 105.3, it's 11 minutes after 7 o'clock, sunny skies today with a high near 85. That was Elton John, and now here's Celine Dion. As much as I love Elton John and Celine Dion, <laughs> there just has to be more to life than that activity. Mm-hmm. So I came out to Washington in uh, 07, And I think this part of the country, at least it has been for me, is a very high vibration, high consciousness area. I think Eckhart Tolle once said that um, the reason he lives in Vancouver is because of this energy that he didn't experience when he was in um, other parts of the world. Um, So when he does his writing, he he does it up in Vancouver. And And I felt that vibration right away myself. One thing led to another. I had been reading, you know, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer stuff and uh, for years, and I was a fan of Louise Hay, and uh, I I was watching one of her movies, uh, You Can Heal Your Life. I think it was oh nine. and in that movie, she mentions having taken spiritual classes, you know, that were metaphysical, law of attraction kind of things, and I had Absolutely. never heard... I had never heard of there being churches that that taught, you know, this metaphysical stuff. I mean, uh, I just had never heard of unity. I had never heard of religious science or divine science or any of that stuff. Not even, really, had never really even clued into the Mary Baker Eddy stuff either, although I had heard of the Christian Science Monitor. So... When I saw that, I said, you know, I've got to delve into that a little bit more, and, and and this is how serendipity or the universe works. I looked Louise Hay up online and, and saw specifically, you know, what church she had attended back in the 70s, I think. And, and she was a religious science practitioner. And um, that same very week, I told my wife, Denise, I said, Denise, you know, there's a, there's a church here that teaches how you can influence and create and manifest the your best possible life that you know kind of similar to what's in the movie The Secret and and the Wayne Dyer PBS specials and and I swear at that moment she pulls out of her purse a little ad that she had cut out of the newspaper which was also this church that I was referring to so it seems that one way or the other, I was going to go to that church that particular week, and I started taking the classes, and um, and, and just fell in love with it right away. Heard for the first time the concept of inherent divinity, mm. although I although I may have had heard it on a Wayne Dyer tape or a Marianne Williamson thing, but I didn't. It didn't really. I didn't really know what they were talking about. And then when they were explaining this, explaining that, it's when Jesus says the Father and I are one, and that God is with us, and heaven is at hand, and the kingdom is within. It was like, oh, well, now I get it. And so I started taking the classes and started, you know, I got on Twitter and I started writing these original quotes and epigrams because, frankly, I'm a doer. Uh, I'm not a I'm, a. I'm not a watcher. I'm a doer. I'm a worker bee. And, uh, you know, I do tweet, you know, famous quotes from people from time to time. But I thought, you know what, I can do this because I have a bit of creativity and uh, I know how to say things, frame them. And, you know, because I was talking over those 15-song record intros for 30 years in the radio business. So I, I knew how to make the most out of this 140 characters that you have on Twitter. I started getting positive response from those. And after a while, people were asking, is there a book? Can I get your book? And I kept getting that over and over and over again over a couple years' time. And I realized that the universe is telling me I need to write a book. Now, that's how the writing and the Twitter, social media thing began. What moved me to wanting to write the book and and that it being an important thing to do and not just an exercise and creativity and and for fun was when a, uh, one of my friends uh, committed suicide, mm. and this was in this was in October of two thousand nine. Um, she was a seeker also, but uh, she had been divorced, um, a, a painful divorce. Her mother had passed away the year before. Uh, she was underemployed or unemployed and i was just talking to somebody yesterday that knew her even better than i did and i write in the book that i think that she just couldn't quite reconcile the ideas of manifesting your life and then all of the so-called unfairness and injustices that we see in certain parts of the country you know the pain that people go through the poverty and the and the uh the hunger and and the wars and all of that so she couldn't quite she kept seeing the dark instead of stepping into the light. And my friend yesterday told me that she also really kind of thought that, you know what, I do believe in an afterlife, and that's where my mother is, and that's where I would like to be. Which is really, you know, I don't even know what to say to that, other than I know that I was spurred on from that event to write an essay uh, called The Undeniable Life, and for her a service, and I, the, the subtitle of my book, You Are God's Best Ideas, Divine Acceptations and Living the Undeniable Life, meaning there are so many divine things and ideas that we can accept. And when we do accept faith, beauty, light, truth, love, peace, understanding, all those divine attributes... If we they're there, but if we don't accept, acknowledge and accept them, then we're you know we're fighting, we're going upriver, and the undeniable life is you know I don't want anyone else taking their life because they are so miserable here. We have children who are taking their lives every day in the news. We have soldiers. Uh, we have soldiers who are. Are we still connected? Because <laughs> I'm oh, Yeah, yeah, we're,
1: we're yeah. still we're still uh, yeah, very well, connected.
3: Yeah. And then and then the thing with the uh, the soldiers coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan who are taking their lives. And so I just wanted to write a book with heart and soul in there because I had thought about suicide when I was in my teens. It was an unhappy child at times, and there were times even as an adult where I was so unhappy but I thought that maybe going away would be better not only for me, but for everybody else. And that is, a, that is doubt, that is a lie, that is, uh, that is depression, it's whatever you want to call it, it isn't real. It's an illusion that we get into, we can talk ourselves into or believe our way out of. And I can honestly say that since I've been immersed in love, Centered in truth over these last, I would say, close to four years now, consistently, with this conscious, this higher consciousness, I no longer get depressed. I know I very rarely get angry, um, uh, and I and I just feel so much better about everything, even though everything is not exactly the way I kind of would like it to be. But I know that whatever it is that isn't yet needs to be the way it is until I get learn everything that I need to learn. And there is a, you know, there is the sowing, there is the time and there is the harvest. And there are some things in my life that I would like to harvest right now, but apparently according to the universe, we still need a little more time for that to come to full fruition.
1: Eventually through life experience and that's one of the things you know that you're talking about is that a lot of times people uh, until they've proven that you are God's best idea to themselves because that's such a, a seemingly foreign idea to them because like you said they have heard over and over again since they were little uh, as I like to say, children show up as a question mark, and by the time other people have influenced them, they wind up being a period. But it's so complex, you know, for children to really get that they are an amazing a God idea because, like you said, you're four, you're five, you're six, and you're already being told uh, you're a sinner, you're wrong, you're bad, you know, all these things. And then when people are living in that realm of, lower vibration, it's it's then around them all the time, the 24-7 news that's kind of saying all the bad things that's happening. I mean, we're just so out of balance in our society. Um, and I long, like you do, and that's why I love the kind of work that you're doing and others, is that the message that we're all teaching Unity Online Radio, The what you're doing in your book, the um, Hay House, Louise, what she did and continues to do. And all these messages, we no longer want them to be a secret because we truly know and have seen it time and time again, the hundreds of thousands of people that are free because they come to understand that life is for them, not against them. That every... Every tragedy they've ever experienced therefore transcends them, uh, to a greater sense of who they are. That every piece of the puzzle that the manufacturer has created indeed is the puzzle for the perfect imagery of your own life. And yet we doubt all the time our creator that we don't have all the pieces of puzzle, you know, that we would need in order to have this incredible life. So good for you that you are writing these concepts uh, because it's so interesting. I don't think it's an accident that the name of the DVD is called The Secret because that's what I urge Unity people to do all the time and people like you and the Centers for Spiritual Living. Is to get the message out there because we are the greatest kept secret <laughs> in the world. Let's get out of the closet. You know, let's move it's on ridic- here.
3: It's, ridic- it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't. I don't know if it's an organizational thing because this new thought has is as old as Jesus at least, and yeah. Pl- Plotinus. Uh, Greek philosophy, Rumi, and uh, all the great mystics that go back thousands of years, and Phineas Quimby and uh, Mary Baker Eddy and the Dressers and Christian D. Larson and the Fillmores, of course, go back almost 100 years now, and it still seemed, and what was interesting is that some other people sort of co-opted the message, which is okay. You know, Norman Vincent Peale did, and a lot of uh, a lot of people kind of came along and popularized the teachings and had some success with books Napoleon Hill another example but what was maybe missing a little bit from that to a degree was this idea of inherent divinity that god isn't out there god is right here and that that sometimes and i don't think it's purposeful but i think that that part of it gets lost in the whole prosperity, abundance, attract good to you. Because if you don't feel in your bones, a bone truth, as a friend tells me, you've got to feel that you are deserving of all God's good in your bones for you to be a a quote-unquote master or a master manifester. And that's that's what so this true. Is, mm-hmm. is about.
1: You're so right. We we have have we're listening today. We're listening today to Doug Holtzmeyer and I'm thanking all of you for participating in our show. We are going to break now, and we'll be right back in just a few moments.
0: He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way-shower, a mythical hero? In his cutting-edge new book, Jesus 2.1, an upgrade for the 21st century, Rev. Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus.
4: The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail all-purpose superhero who'll save the day before the final credits roll jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the jesus program with updates for today just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do the romans killed jesus for being a revolutionary Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents.
0: Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org.
5: Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach for weekly inspiration on ways to identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, where your purpose is your prosperity. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Rev. Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Rev. Temple Hayes.
1: Hi, Remind everyone that we'd love to hear from you. You can email amazing at unity.fm. Also looking forward to so many of you joining us on the cruise from November the 10th to November the 17th. You can find out all the information on unity.fm. It's my pleasure today to have Doug Holtzmeier, author of You Are God's Best Idea. He's a life coach, motivational speaker, and I believe, aren't you also, Doug, studying the ministry or you're becoming a practitioner?
3: Yeah, I'm going to be taking the practitioner uh the practitioner of healing test Saturday morning.
1: Well, good for and you. Th- you are following the pathway of yeah. um Louise Hay. So I I see much success for you. And as you continue this tremendous journey, we were talking during break and about the idea of consciousness and you were saying how it's so crucial for people to have practical analogies that they can, you know, make, um, uh, that they can align with and that they can understand. And I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that's one of the ways that New Thought somewhat in the past missed the boat, if you will, because they use theology statements and words and languaging that people couldn't really connect with, like, you know, how does that help me have a better life or a better marriage or you know, uh, does it mean I have to become a vegetarian or, you know, whatever. So I think it's so crucial to have ideas that people can make valuable in their in their lives. What is your yeah. idea about consciousness? Yeah, well, I've got, I've got a quick one and then,
3: uh, then a, a little longer one. The quick one is this. I say if the people are talking to me and they can't quite grasp things, I just say, listen, God is all there is, and all there is is God. If you look in the dictionary, God means self-existent good. Even the most hardcore atheist scientist will tell you that the universe is Mm self-existent. Now, if we agree that it's good, that oxygen is good, that the plants and animals and the skies and the the water is good, which I believe it's good, then even the most ardent atheist scientist agrees with you that God is, because God is self existent good. Now, so that's one so that way you don't have to spend your day and your time parsing things out. Because that will drive a person crazy. Oh, but that religion says and, 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 and that ritual and about immersion in the water as opposed to be sprinkling all that baptism stuff. If it's all good and all God, you don't have to get caught up in the doctrine and the dogma and and all the different interpretations that all the major faiths have. So that's number one. Number two, and and this is, I think everyone's probably heard this, but it bears repeating. If you think of the subconscious or the unconscious mind as being a tray or bucket or glass of water, and again... Every scientist, every psychologist, every doctor will tell you that your subconscious is taking in everything, everything you touch. Even if you're not conscious of touching it, see, feel, taste, smell, it's all going in there and being recorded, regardless of whether you're conscious of it or not. So all the messages, the ones that people are telling directly at you, like you stink, and all of the other messages, TV, magazines, radio, that are saying that this candidate's this and that candidate's that and, you know, the world's going to end and isn't it awful and, you know, cancer and all that kind of stuff. All that's going in. All right. So if you see it, however, if you have a consciousness, enlightened consciousness, that is, that it is all good and all God, then you train your brain and you're you're in concert and synergy with the divine mind, that all these things coming in, you're just going to accept it as good and as God. You might not understand the purpose or the reasoning, and it doesn't mean these things can't be changed, but not to let it knock you down and knock you out. And more specifically, in terms of that glass of water which tends to get murky and sludgy over time because we believe in the greed when somebody said that we were too fat or too thin or too tall or too short or too dumb or too smart. I mean, we're always too something, right? Mm-hmm. And those things are dirty drops of water. Anything that you agree with and it's negative... That is a, that's a, that sludge that gets into your consciousness. So the only way to clean that out, and I'm 50 years old now, so I've got some sludge in there for at least 50 years of sludge. What I've been doing over the last three years especially, seeing, seeing everything as good and, and meant, not necessarily meant to be, but, but not bad. And then, so that becomes a pure drop of, of God water or clarity instead of negative. And as as any uh, 15-year-old can tell you in a science class, if you drop clean water into a dirty glass or bucket or tray, within a certain amount of time, the dirty water is uh, is displaced by the clean water. And so, consciously think positive, read positive material, listen to shows like this, know you are God's best idea and that you are a perfect idea in the divine mind of God. And as often as you can consciously do that, that's clean, pure consciousness, displacing the, the, the gunkiness of that might be there from the unconscious. But that extra added key is if you just accept it all as God, then it much faster will clean out the gunk, and then you can start to change things as you need them changed. You know, because if I've got a pain in my foot, that pain is a symptom It is a message from your body saying, hey, you might want to take a look at your foot. So the pain may be negative, but it's a positive thing to alert you to something to attend to so you can care for it or change it. So again, if we see poverty in Ethiopia, we see something terrible happening, we can go, well, that's a message. That's the universe saying, attend to this. Be the change that you want to be, and with your consciousness and Temple's consciousness and everybody else's consciousness, we, we, we end up attending to these problems that exist. But if we just ignore everything, I think that's where the new thought thing kind of gets a little shaky for some people because there's a bit of denial for some things. Well, I'm just going to deny that that's going on. And it's not so much denying that something is going on as much as it is saying, yes, this thing is going on, thank you God, I bless it, you've told me that there is something that isn't quite right, now I can change my thought about it, and either uh, consciously or maybe, maybe, maybe even practically attend to it, fix it, change it. So that's, I just wanted to use that water analogy because um, it's a way to kind of understand how that gunk gets into the subconscious mind, and if you don't, if you're just, if you're just walking around thinking positively, oh yes, I'm going to win, oh yes, and it's kind of a, I'm just going to will this to be, but it isn't, again, down deep in your bones that you absolutely have faith and belief and knowing that you are well and prosperous and on the right track. You know, you're going to get mixed results. And I think we've all seen manifestations that were kind of halfway there. It was kind of almost close, but it wasn't fully. And that would be my uh, suggestion for people, just to accept it all as God and is good, and then where you see a problem, you can address it, but address it knowing, blessing it, as a message from the universe
1: to attend to it. Exactly. And I, I love the uh, practical approach to that because I think another thing is that a lot of times, you know, being spiritual can be way over promoted in that we're not going to replace being a human being. And I love to tell people. Don't ever let spirituality replace just good common sense, you know, because we're in a human suit. We're human beings and God and God's brilliance, if we were to be created like robots and just Sit around smile, everything is wonderful, everything is wonderful, everything is wonderful. That's so fake. You, you know what I mean? Because I find or have found uh, through the years that the more I deepen my spiritual practice and my believability and faith, that everything is good, that we can have an amazing life, truly the more human I become. And the more sensitive I become to other things going on on the globe and then the world around me. And you do. You become more sensitive to other awarenesses of what's going on in other countries or in other cities or in other states or those kind of things.
3: Um, Well, you're you're giving me goosebumps because I had an epiphany last week, uh, Easter week. You know, for for decades, I have always been bothered by...
1: And so, what we're looking at is the idea of how we can over time change the subconscious reality that continues to create the same old repetitive patterns, and that I feel is what you know Doug's book is all about in that you are God's best idea first of all, you you start where you are and one of the things that I've found in my own life is when I am feeling like or having an energy that something's missing, uh, more often than not, uh, there is something missing, and that would be me. So that's kind of first and foremost how you can recognize when you're not really in alignment with who you are and who you're birthed to be. Is you're feeling this missing either in your belly or, or in your heart. And when you identify with something missing, then you step into the space of, well, of course something's missing. I am. I'm not fully involved in my life. I'm giving life um, my best ideal or my 100%. I'm not being a full participant of the change that, that I know I can be and what I have to offer. Hello? So I always ask myself, you know, how am I not showing up in my life? How am I not being there?
3: Yes, I think we may have got disconnected there. I'm not sure where I stopped talking.
1: (laughs) We're still still there. I just kept talking for us. I kind of downloaded the information for for both of us. uh, Okay. We're just talking about, uh, I was making reference to that you were saying that, you know, often people feel like something's missing in their lives, and that's kind of a a measuring point. And it is, because... um, I love the statement that if all the good of your life hasn't come together yet, it's that it hasn't all come together yet. <laughs> so, but you were saying that you had um, goosebumps because um, you had an epiphany, and that's where we stopped.
3: Oh, and then I I, I was relating the story about Jesus on the cross and and saying that uh, you know even Jesus you know as a human was crying, God, why hath the forsaken me mm-hmm. that that proved that he was as divine as he was he was very human and he was feeling real pain yes. and 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 if if jesus who was the highest consciousness that there's ever been on earth if he could feel pain and 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 recognize it i think it's okay for us to do that too and say you know what i really do hurt Mm-hmm. I really do hurt, and that's okay to do. And uh, yeah, as we were saying, sometimes in the new thought realm, there is so much emphasis on denial that I, I think we 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 kind of set our humanity uh, behind us, and I don't think that's necessarily a good idea.
1: Well, and I I think that part of uh, where we are evolving to in our society with spiritual leaders is that you kind of look around and look at those individuals that year after year aren't in touch with their feelings at all. And over time, it's very clear that that's not the model that you want to exemplify. You know, I mean, and I think that's why Jesus has always been such an immense archetype for me is that in the temple, he got angry. Um, When he identified people's feelings, he, he said, are you ready to be healed? He wouldn't have said that if he didn't perceive that there was something longing to be called out of that person in the first place. He didn't say, I know that everything's perfect and absolute, you don't have anything to be healed, but I'm going to ask you the question anyway, because one day they're going to put it in a book called the Bible. I mean, you know, that's ridiculous. I mean, so yes, he could identify that kind of thing and say, hey, you can move from here, but I need your agreement of that. And I love what you're saying, that yes, we are God's best idea, but, you know, we have to give God the agreement to work wholeheartedly in our lives. Uh, God can build a garage, but you got to pull your car in there, you know, sure. and sometimes I get kind of, I don't want to say tickled, because it would mean that I'm being condescending or judgmental, but I, I am fascinated at all the things people blame God for. It's like, oh my gosh, poor God, you know, because people blame God for so many things that they are unwilling to absolutely do at this particular point in time for themselves.
3: Exactly. And
1: it's a um, an experience of life that, you know, we get what, what we bring.
3: And, exactly, and, and it's up to us to... You know, uh, people say, Doug, but what about all the starvation? I said, you know what? There is more food on this planet to feed everybody four or five or six meals a day. It is the collective consciousness, or as, we, as Ernest Holmes says, race consciousness, that, that if we all decided, you know, nobody's going to bed tonight hungry. We could do that. But mm-hmm. but we have not collectively agreed to do that. We kind of do it in spits and spurts, and you know on certain days or times of the year. But you know we can't we can't expect that three year old in Ethiopia to feed themselves. That's where we in our consciousness has to has to come in and join them and say here we go. But you know we uh, we either agree. That there's going to be hunger or we agree that there's not going to be. And we have not collectively, totally, and unison and in unity agreed that there's not going to be anyone going hungry
1: tonight. Absolutely. We have have work to do. (laughs) Yeah, and that we have lots of opportunities before us. And that's why I love in the word opportunity, the word unity is at the end. So I'm Temple Hayes and you're joining us today with... Our, our friend and colleague, Doug Holzmeier, author of Your Are God's Best Idea. And you can go to yourgodsbestidea.com and you can follow Doug's work. You can also find out how to purchase his book either locally or online or on amazon.com. We'll be right back.
5: many people, like myself, desire more out of life. I want more out of my work, my daily interactions, and my relationships, including my connection with the divine. So when I found Unity House's new book by the Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard called Good Questions, a lot of things started
4: making sense. Dear Tom, how can I believe in the integrity of God if I can't believe in my own integrity? From K.A. in Iowa. Dear K.A., God's goodness is independent of your highs and lows, but lighten up on yourself, my friend. Everybody has gloomy spells in their moral and spiritual life. Everyone makes mistakes. Self-doubt is endemic to the species Homo sapiens. People tend to doubt themselves and to be their own worst critics. All people fall short of their goals. In fact, that's one of the classic definitions of sin. But making mistakes, even really, really bad ones, does not define who you are. You are Imago Dei. The spiritual image and likeness of God, the divine spirit within, is your true identity, now and forever. Dr. Tom's an expert
5: in metaphysical
4: Christianity
5: who is sometimes passionate, sometimes funny, but always ready to tackle the agonizing questions about life and our spiritual path. His book, Good Questions, Answering Letters from the Edge of Doubt, is a must-read for those of us who listen to his show here on Unity FM or read his column in Unity Magazine. Get your copy today online at unity.org and click on the shop link.
0: Hello, Unity Online Radio. Yes, I was wanting to know if I can listen to Unity Online Radio on my smartphone. Actually, yes. iPhone and Android users can now listen live to Unity Online Radio with the Live 365 app. This is great news. How do I get the app? Getting the app is super easy. You'll need to download our broadcast partner's app, Live365. iPhone users can go to iTunes to download the Live365 app. Android users can go to the Android Market. Once the app is downloaded onto your mobile device, search for Unity Online Radio. And voila, your favorite hosts live on your phone. Wow. Unity Online Radio, on the go? How cool is that? To learn more, go to www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening.
2: We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes.
1: And welcome back, everyone. And again, I want to thank you for using social media to spread the good word of Unity Online Radio the voice for the awakening world, and I want to thank so many of you for spreading the great word about this show after being on for a year, From Good to Amazing. We're so excited that so many of you will be joining us on the cruise from November the 10th to the 17th. We are going to have the time of our lives, that's for sure. Doug, it's been great having you on the show today today. And I know that you have such a following on Twitter of um, of over 10,000 people. And I'm sure it's because of the way that you're able to language certain spiritual ideas that people in everyday language can get it. So share with us some information about the feedback that you get and some of your concepts that people love so much.
3: Yeah, see, I basically have taken the the ideas that we, we share... And I put them in language that um, that kind of cut through. I'll just give you a few examples here. Uh, your life will not be measured by treasures acquired, but by the love you've inspired. So, you know, that's, it's not a, as much as I would like to have a couple of new cars in a, in a nicer house. You know, your life, if, if it's being judged or measured at all, it, it's more so by the love you've You've shared and that you've inspired in others than in any other uh, way. Certainly not your bank account or um, uh, or how many books that you've written or anything like that. I said that going through life miserable makes as much sense as going to school to study truancy. <laughs> and yet, you have to That's think good. about that one a little bit. <laughs> um, I used to miss a lot of days of uh, school when I was a, a kid, and 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 I know I know miserable people. And it just doesn't make sense to be that way. It, that is a choice. It, you are not a victim. Stop chasing your dreams. They haven't run away. I've, oh, I, know, I've manif- I like that yeah, one, I've
1: stop ma- chasing your dreams. They haven't, they run, haven't away. run away.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, this book I wrote right at my desk and I'm sitting at right now. I'm writing a, I've am writing written the second book that will come out uh, probably uh, first part of next year. I'm writing a, a screenplay uh, my early years in radio i didn 't have to chase those dreams they're they 're right here uh, and they come through my brain from divine mind, and then I just kind of put the puzzle pieces together i 've got another one here said uh, uh, dreams aren 't meant to be followed they 're meant to be followed through
5: mm. uh,
3: we don't follow we get discouraged, and we we set those dreams away you don 't have to i'm i'm You know, when I was 18 years old telling people what I wanted to do, I I wanted to be a radio announcer, and I wanted to write screenplays, and I wanted to write books. I I didn't get to the other two things until I was, you know, 49, but I did, and it was the follow-through that's making the difference. I would rather set sail upon the uncharted seas of possibility than row across the pond of probability. I don't, you know, I want, you know, I think that was inspired by something Raymond Charles Barker wrote You know, that uh, probability is of the human mind, possibility is from divine spirit. So if you let spirit work with you, through you, and as you, you will be able to manifest the, you know, you can turn the impossible into possible as opposed to taking the shortcut and the easy way out. Uh, it sounds everyone... like
1: you have uh, adapted um, a style that in some ways is very similar to, I have a book on Barkerisms, and oh. uh, have you ever seen that book? It's, it's I, I've heard of it, but I don't have it. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's an old one, and... Um, you know, being in new thought forever and ever and ever. Um, not that that equates to advancement. That's not what I'm implying. <laughs> but yeah. I used to, you know, be around people that, that knew him so well. And somehow I got my hand on that book. But that's what it reminds me of. And it's like, um, it has a sound bite quality to it. And therefore, exactly. you know, people will, will remember it. And it's so funny because once you get into this kind of languaging, things just kind of, you know, uh, it really forces people to think. I love that about following through. You're, you're so right. It's kind of like we forgot that we we started out crawling before we walked. And it's like we've conveniently forgotten that. And a lot of people, you're right, they feel like you know they're going to be a huge success uh, without this developing the consciousness in order to be that. And it does. It just takes it takes time and experiences, uh, and it takes successes and failures along the way to get and, you know, really I, good at it.
3: Yeah, and I was thinking last night about, I was thinking about maybe writing like a Twilight Zone kind of episode. And this was my, this, this is what came to me last night about this very thing. Imagine if, imagine if you will, uh, <laughs> if if a person woke up in, a, uh, in an office, a publisher's office, or a Hollywood office, they just became aware, and across the desk was the, the, the Hollywood mogul, and they said, uh, Temple, if you sign right here on the dotted line, we're going to give you $2 million for your uh, wonderful screenplay. We think it's going to be one of the great movies of all time. Now think about that. If you had no memory of doing the work of using the divine mind uh, and, and 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 writing it, being the instrument that the you know the work came through, if you had no consciousness of that, and they just handed you the two million dollar check, I mean I'm at the point in my life where I would be angry because it is the work that matters. That mm-hmm. the because we've seen through the lottery, people winning millions of dollars, and with the exception of less than five, they all lose the money and they end up in worse shape than they did were when before they won. I would be, I would have been angry. The dream, I guess, the dream is to have a published book. But what I will always remember is the process of writing it and knowing that my brain and my consciousness along with god put those words together you know you are the boss of your thoughts hire the good ones and fire the bad ones you know and i it it would there would be so hollow life would be so hollow if we didn't participate in our creations
1: and that's the fun of it don't you agree I totally agree. I used to teach in class because I don't know if you're uh, aware of it, but I was a Center for Spiritual Living minister for a number of years. And in my early days of class teaching, I would say that um, if you received a FedEx package telling you the results that you were seeking, and all the things that you would have to do. In other words, if if tomorrow you received a package that said, Doug, here's the thing, you can be as well known as so and so and you can have, you know, a gazillion dollars and you can have this, 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 and the two cars and that, that, that. But in order to do that, you know, by tomorrow you have to do give up this, 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 this and this and go through that, whatever the that is, in order to have it. You would go, no way. <laughs> and I would go, no way. You know, because at that particular time in those moments, uh, we're not, you know, we're not ready. We are in process in our becomingness. And you're so right. It's not, we're not seeking the things. We're wanting to identify the space within us that is becoming who we are desiring to be and we're aiming for the feeling because you can be very wealthy and not know it. You know, you can yeah, yeah. a lot of things and, and I, you see people, you know, walk away from the loves of their lives uh, because of some, you know, bad choices that they made because they haven't developed the consciousness that they deserve to have uh, someone or something. So, wonderful in their lives, and when you develop the consciousness, then you can maintain, like you're saying, um, I saw it when I was in the military as a reservist, when we would go through Panama, And the U.S. government had given all these beautiful buildings to certain people there. Uh, Over a short period of time, the buildings looked like they were in poverty. They were falling apart, and they were relatively brand new because no one had taught them how to take care of, you know, what they had. They had Uh, not developed that.
3: When were you in Panama?
1: It was in the 80s. Oh,
3: because it's interesting. my, My friend who committed suicide... She and her husband lived in Panama, and she and I remember in our in our classes she would oh, she would get so upset she would talk about the poverty there mm-hmm. that she witnessed and experienced and then she she said that sometimes even when they would get things, then that would kind of kind of pervert things and, and uh, it was just a weird thing and I had a friend who actually served in Panama back in the late sixties and um you know when when we owned it or when we were running things in the Canal Zone, and uh, and you know and, and there was a, kind of a sad story that happened there too. But so when anyone ever mentions Panama, I you know I, I, for some reason there's I have a connection to Panama. Maybe I'll go there someday because Panama seems to be in my consciousness. What I what I, what I write in the book and what I tell people who are in classes with me who seem to want to be famous. They go, Well, I want to do I want to do what Wayne Dyer does, and I want to do this. I go, why do you want to do that? Well, I want to be famous and I want to have money and I want to help people too. <laughs> and I say I say, listen, you have got to be able to do what it is you want to do, and if it's if it's really true desire, then you've got to be willing to do it, write it, create it, whatever it is, knowing That there is a possibility that your contribution may not be discovered until you are gone. And, and if, and, and, because that's what happened to, to John, uh, John Keats, uh, Van Gogh, uh, I think even Emily Dickinson. A lot of the most famous artists, writers were discovered posthumously. I go, if what you, what your dream is, is truly divine, You've got to put the work in, you've got to do it and manifest it for the benefit of the world, even if you knew that you wouldn't live a day on this earth to ever have anybody shake your hand for making that contribution.
1: You are so right. We're listening and have been listening to Doug Holtzmeyer, author of You Are God's Best Idea. You can find out more about Doug on YouAreGodsBestIdea.com and follow him on Twitter. You'll find amazing information that will continue to flow and come through him. Doug, I wish you much success. I want to thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, everyone. Look forward to hearing from you. By writing me, amazing, at unity.fm. Have a wonderful evening, everyone.
2: Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries online at www.templehayes.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, online at www.unitycampus.org.
5: Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your host, Dale Worley, is alive with the Spirit of God each Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to.
2: Music Speaks
1: Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges, and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's metaphysical romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, three p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.